Hey, Mama, wouldn't you like to pause from your busy day and listen in to experts and homeschool parents like you about the beautiful world of homeschooling? This new podcast is designed for you. Each episode connects you to the best conversations that will give you courage and fill your cup so you can keep pouring into your family every single day. Introducing the Hey Mama Homeschool Show, brought to you by The Old School House, your trusted homeschool partner for over 20 years. Welcome to another episode of the Hey Mama Homeschool Show. I'm Steph Morrison from The Old School House, and I am here to talk about a pretty common topic in the homeschool world, socialization. In fact, a little bit more specifically, the socialization myth debunked, yes, to expose the sham or falseness of something, to debunk, to take the bunk out of it, that bunk being nonsense, because it is nonsense that there seems to be this societal thought that socialization only happens in school. And so I am here to share a few little thoughts and facts, really, about how the socialization in school certainly happens, but it's not great socialization. In fact, kids are mostly learning pretty poor social habits in school. And when you homeschool, you actually have a lot more opportunity to provide your kids with that social environment and social experience that actually gives them good habits and prepares them for real life a lot better. So I'm going to go with a couple of definitions first, because this is actually a topic I've talked about a lot. I've been homeschooling for 14, 15 years now, and uh, it comes up often. So I've had a few good rants with some other homeschool moms and sharing on this topic that it is just so uh, crazy to, uh, to, to think that our kids aren't getting socialized because they do their learning at home or they do their learning under their parents' supervision. So I'm going to go through a couple of different definitions. You might have kind of considered what I was talking about before about debunked you know, take the nonsense out of, it's a sham. That that was a description or a definition as well. So I'm gonna go over a couple definitions I found of what is socialization. So first, let's identify what socialization is. And then let's talk about how it's not so great in especially a public school setting. And then we'll talk about how great it is that our kids aren't in a public school setting, but yet we get to encourage them in so many different social settings. So, um, so first of all, uh, here is a Merriam-Webster definition of socialization, the process beginning during childhood by which individuals acquire the values, habits, and attitudes of a society. So I like that. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good definition of socialization. Yeah, how we interact with others. Um, I, I actually wanted to just get to the root word of socialization, which is social. This being an adjective, right? A describing word. What is it to be a social being, to be, to be social and interact with others? So here's a definition for social. Marked by or passed in pleasant companionship with friends or associates. It's also another one I thought was relevant to how we're talking about it here. Tending to form cooperative and interdependent relationships with others. 
Ooh, that sounds really good. This actually sounds a lot like family, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I might get there that family is about socializing too. And some of our best socializing situations come from uh, being around family. So I'll also t give you this other one here, the Latin word socialist, if I pronounce that word. That's where we get our word social from in the English language, and it's meaning companion. So companion, friend, uh, yeah, making, having like cooperative, cordial, enjoying company, right? Enjoying interacting with other people. And there's so many different ways that we can be social, uh, that we can socialize, especially when you, when you think of how you do that as an adult. And what we want to prepare our kids for is not social situations where they're only around people of their own age, because that doesn't happen in adulthood. Uh, you know, it can happen a little bit, but for the most part, as we get into adulthood, we're now really socializing with all different age ranges. We need to prepare our kids for that. We need to prepare them for all kinds of different socialization with kids, uh, with kids as well, but people of all different ages and definitely kids of all different ages. In fact, I think, you know, that early, you know, uh, form education, like it, like it was 1800s, you know, before the public school system became government run. Um, it was the one room schoolhouses that were, that were actually paid for by the parents that were involved in that. They got the teacher. They really had the say of what was going to be taught to their kids. And those kids were socializing with kids from you know, I don't even know exactly when you, they, they would have had their kids in like a formal learning like that, but I'm thinking like seven, six, seven, eight years old would have been the youngest, certainly not four, like it is, uh, today. Um, and they would have been so up to teenagers, right? You would have had kids from around seven, the age of seven to teenagers interacting and socializing and being around each other regularly. What a good example of socializing and preparing for that socializing. Uh, when they when they get into their adulthood. So I also had found this other, it, it wasn't a definition so much from a, um, from a dictionary, but it was a definition as far as a process of what, of what socialization is. So it's the process through which we develop our personalities and human potent potential and learn about our society and culture. I like that definition of socialization, and I don't think that that actually really happens in a public school sis, uh, setting. You don't really see that society and culture with kids pretty much just your own age. And in fact, that school set setting is really just encouraging kids to... Um, to interact with, you, you've got that, you've got that kids raising kids, the blind leading the blind. Sure, there are a few adults there overseeing them, but there's not enough in a ratio where you actually have a high interaction. So really socializing with the teacher doesn't happen a whole lot, right? Mostly kids are socializing with other kids. Um, so I, you know, without going into really the specifics, because I could, um, I'm just going to say that public school does not offer much socialization that's actually beneficial to our children's personalities and human potential. Um, for the most part, it's, it's actually maybe making their personalities something they aren't because 
they are in that setting where you've got lots of peers around you, most kids are going to try to conform. So they don't get singled out. So they don't get picked on. So they don't get to be, you know, there's lot, lots of different reasons and not just for the negative of, of possibly getting bullied or picked on, but course we know that happens but also the reason it's just natural to kind of you you want to have friends you want to interact with people we are social beings even as kids so kids are bound to slightly adjust what what they are naturally to conform to whatever setting they're in and if you're Christian, you kind of already know that that public school system is very godless. It's not teaching really anything about creation as God created created it. It's actually uh, teaching our kids a lot the opposite of a world that was created by God. Um, in uh, in teaching our kids um, a lot of stuff that we uh, don't necessarily agree with, that aren't the values that we want to pass on to our kids. Uh, so, okay, so I think we've got that established, right? The school system, the public school system is not great socialization. You know, you can go into a jail, you know, I know our young little kids aren't <laughs> going to go there, but let's just put that as a as an institutional situation. And I think most people can agree, yeah, that's not great. In fact, putting putting somebody in jail is more likely to get them to connected to people that are doing the things that got them into jail, right? There is a uh, an obvious thing about jail that is not great socialization. And, uh, you know, same with that institutional setting we have where kids are mainly around other kids. There's a reason kids have parents. There's a reason God created, created the family so that you would have those Adults, those ones that have been living a little bit longer and at a higher maturity level, really overseeing and guiding that young life as they're, as they're growing up, right? As parents, we should be the main influence in their life. And when we homeschool, that's what we get to do. We get to be the main influence. So as that main influence, right? Especially over their social interactions, especially as they are uh, you know, developing their personalities and human potential, we can control and assess the social interactions they have. So we can be intentional about socialization. Yes, we can create um, the, the groups, you know, whether it's going to church and thing, other groups uh, associated with that, whether we get together with other homeschoolers, um, getting into other extracurricular as it's as it's kind of thought of stuff of you know being being in hockey or in basketball and in anything that you can just be in within your community right there's all kinds of social situations just out in public out in the world and we get to uh, be part of that for the most part we're actually seeing our kids interacting we can give them you know it doesn't have to be right then I mean if it's really bad we might want to correct them right then um, but it's also the the opportunity for us to be able to say hey I saw how you were you know with such and such you know that probably wasn't the best way to deal with that this would be the better way to deal with that. Or I saw you treating this person not very nice at all. And, you know, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how, what, what made you want to act that way. Cause I know you're not really that way. And we need to learn how to deal with difficult people. Uh, we need to learn how to deal with difficult people, uh, that, um, that come into our, 
to our lives. We need to be able to deal with that all throughout our lives, right? It's not just kids. It's not just adults. That's something we need to learn all throughout our lives. And, and we can help our kids with that. We can guide them in the right way on, on how to deal with that. And, and it, I mean, it's not even always just difficult people. Sometimes it's just the personality clash. It's not that that person is difficult with everybody, but sometimes there's just a personality. You get a couple kids together and there just might be a little bit of a, a personality um, uh, rubbing the wrong way and and great opportunity for our kids to know how to deal with that situation. So we can also ensure that our children are learning good social habits. You know, instead of taking on the poor social habits that kids learn when they're mainly socializing with other kids their own age. So we can purposely, like very intentionally, uh, get our kids in social situations that we know are building good social habits. We can actually do that virtually as well. We can do that um, ways like even on the phone call, like uh, even on the phone, teaching our kids how to answer the phone properly and, and politely. There's all kinds of things that our kids can be involved in, maybe even with our own business or as we're, as we're going out and about and interacting, we can bring, bring them along with us, right? There's just so many ways that we can actually, um, only, only really enforce good social habits. And, and when we see that, okay, well, now it's time, they're at a maturity level where they need to be able to, uh, really put on a smile when they see someone else. Um, you know, that's one of the things I can, I see in my one son that he, he gets, and it's not like he's being rude or anything, but he's just that interaction doesn't necessarily have a smile. And he's kind of sometimes loses his manners, right? Forgets to say just the simple please and thank you. So that, those are just a few things that I notice. I notice because I'm around him all the time. And then when we're out around other people, I see how he interacts. And I don't do anything at the time, you know, when he's doing that. Um, but I do mention it to him afterwards. And that's all he needs to start start shifting and start growing in that area. Uh, and And I wouldn't, I wouldn't know that as much. I mean, of course, as parents, whether whether we have our kids away from us for hours a day or not, we do still always have a little bit of time with them. I could identify those things, but then at the same time, when we uh, when we don't have them around us for so many hours, um, there are so many bad habits that they're likely picking up, especially. Um, I wouldn't even say that those bad habits get a little better once they get to high school because it's almost a, um, a, a worse, at least it was in my high school days. And I've heard it's not much less like it's, a, it's just actually a attitudes perk up a little bit. Maybe I'll put it that way. Uh, the attitudes of teenagers, there's a little bit of, uh, a balancing act that that's happening for, you know, uh, getting into maturity as an adult and still hanging on to your kid-like things. And I think that's why the teenage years are sometimes a little difficult um, because kids are getting to identify who they are. And sometimes, you know, and of course you got like emotions and just going through that stage of puberty and, and, different hormones that are that they're dealing with in their body right and they need a little bit of direction in that area uh, almost more so when they're teenagers than when they're kids have you ever actually had your kids where gosh i did not think i raised a child like that they get to be a little bit older into their teens and they act in a way that is just like that child would have never acted like that 
two years ago. Uh, and, and that's, that's normal. It's not, it's not an excuse for a child to act, uh, disrespectfully or inappropriately, but, uh, we do, we do know that that can happen to a degree. And when we have them close to us, when we have them around us more often, when we can assess their socialist situations, uh, more, we get to be able to guide them in the right way instead of having those bad habits that they just hang on to for, um, for, longer than is really needed. And we want to be able to just get rid of that, uh, those bad social habits and, and actually get them before they are a habit. That's what we want to do. Uh, it's much, it's much easier to shift our kids in a different direction when it isn't something they, they are doing regularly. So we get to ensure that, um, that they're learning those good social habits, that they're not picking up all kinds of ba- bad social habits. Uh, so another thing uh, that uh, we get to do as homeschooling families is not have forced socialization, right? Um, this forced, or I should say the forced socialization that happens for long periods of time, all day, every day, or at least for five days out of the week, like you have to deal with in a public school system, right? So uh this forced socialization, I don't even necessarily mean that in a forced as in like a bad way, but let's say when you get together, even like a big family gathering, or let's say a public event somewhere and you, you go out to something in your community, right? You, you have to learn to just socialize with people. And sometimes people aren't easy, uh, to be around. Sometimes they are, uh, depending on what your child is like, depending what you are like. Um, just even thinking of that introvert, extrovert kind of thing that, that we all have one, one way or the other, we're, we're kind of leaning towards either being an introvert or an extrovert for me, totally introvert. Um, and I was, uh, that, that school setting for me was actually kind of socially a dip, a little bit difficult in the elementary ages, uh, not, not to the way that I was ever bullied or, or picked on, but I was shy and I was quiet and I didn't like to be around lots of people. Um, and I, and I still don't. As an adult, you adapt to that and you do the things that you're supposed to do. Um, I shouldn't even say supposed to do, but that you sh- should be doing. There's a lot where I get, just get this nudging from God that, ah, this is what you, you need to be able to go and, and, uh, do, do this, go to this big event or, or go and see these groups of people. And really, I am a big homebody. I love being at home and there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, we need to get out and socialize, socialize too. So I have these good opportunities even for myself to get out and have good socialization interactions. So my very last point and and the really most important, I think it's the most, the thing that kind of irks me the most when I hear um, about socialization. Oh, your kids go, don't go to public school. What about socialization? Socialization happens in families. It happens in families uh, all day long in intentional and unintentional ways. And, and it can be formal or or informal, 
right? So, and this is families when we're living in the house together. So just, you know, the mom, dad, the kids, that kind of small family. And then also families going to extended family things. So aunts, uncles, you've got other kids of, you know, cousins. And uh, it, there's just lots of socialization that happens within families. And and it's a lot better socialization uh, than I think you ever get in any kind of institutional setting. There's just really not much for the institutional setting that I feel anyway that is beneficial. And I hope that just a few of these things has really given you, if you're, if you're just not sure about that socialization and that's one of the things, oh, I just, I, you know, I want my kids to be around other kids. Like there is so many ways for your kids to be around other kids. It just means as a parent, you need to maybe work a little bit more at that. And it's actually not really, not really that hard. And to also know that we do not need to be, uh, neither do our kids, despite what they may tell you. They do not need to be playing and around friends uh, every day. Kids get used to that. Uh, if they go to school, they get used to that, right? They get used to being around kids and playing with other kids every day. It is not necessary for their development. It's not necessary for the development of their personality. And it's certainly not necessary for the development of their human potential, right? They, they don't need these constant all day playing, playing with friends. And, and eventually it really does just make it that their friends are the most important. They get to be more important than their family because they spend more time with them. But just think about if you actually, if your kids were socializing more so with their family rather than other kids, who would be more important in their life? I think that kind of, uh, kind of to me when I think of it that way, it's like, who is more important in your, in your children's life? And even from your children's perspective, really the family is most important. Friends are great. There's lots of opportunity to make friends. There's lots of opportunities to just play and hang out. There's lots of opportunities to, for formal socialization when, there's nothing about putting your kids in school that you are missing um, to do with socialization. So if you ever get asked that, what about socialization? You just say, oh, yes, I thank God that I don't have to deal with that. You know, the, all those poor social habits that are kind of run rampant in public school schools, right? It's the kids raising the kids and that never really works well. So uh, there is a whole lot more on this topic that we've got for you in our show notes. You can go, go on over to homeschoolshow.com. You will see our website there with all our episodes uh, lined up on that website. Go ahead and search if you're this this uh, episode is released on April 10th, 2023. So you may be able to find it that way just on the date, but you can also search. There should be a search bar somewhere on that website and you can just put socialization there and you'll be able to find all the so show notes on this if you don't have a direct link to it wherever you happen to be listening to this. Um, so we have a few more shows coming up and I just want to let you know about, about them. You can see all our shows at homeschoolshow.com. You can also see them all on several of the podcast platforms and see all that's there. But what we've got coming up, so on April 17th is high school graduates. What do they look like? On April 24th is cursive and copy work. Yes, I love that. Uh, and then May 
first is how should we celebrate the homeschool mom? Well, that might be a real special episode for us all. I'm just going to close this off in prayer in this, in this show. I want to pray for you and I want to pray for your family. Dear Lord, I thank you that we, uh, we are living with you as our leader, with you as our guide. Thank you that you guide us as parents to train up our children in the way that they should go, that we are so very equipped to train them up in every social situation, that we are the best ones to provide those social situations for them as well. God, I pray for every mom and anybody else, dads, grandparents, anybody else that might be listening. I just pray for them that they are encouraged and that they are feeling ever more equipped in their family life. And they just enjoy the time with you, Lord, that they enjoy the time with their family that you've blessed them with and that uh, that we just look at every good and perfect gift, especially the blessings of our children, that uh, that they just come wonderfully from you. In Jesus' name, amen.